What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Comfort Zone Fitness Podcast brought to you by Fortino Fitness. I'm your host, Ezio Fortino, and as always, I'm here to teach you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. From beginners wanting to see lasting changes in the mirror to advanced lifters and athletes frustrated with fat loss plateaus and nagging injuries, I will unpack a healthy approach to developing an aesthetic, powerful, and functional body while also enjoying the present journey. So get comfy as I help you discover that your greatest changes take place when you move just outside your comfort zone. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? No, seriously, I'm asking. Why haven't I figured out this question yet? Ezio, should I focus on building some solid strength so I can see changes in the mirror? Or should I just focus on burning fat first? Or should I do both? Ever try to catch two chickens at once? What happens? I swear I wasn't raised on a farm, so I don't really know where the chicken analogy came from. Maybe I'm just hungry. Who knows? I'll tell you right off the bat that your body is not very good at multitasking. Just like my students swear to me that they can watch Netflix and complete an assignment. I know I can't. If you have perfected this method, please let me know. More importantly, our bodies are amazing at focusing on one stimulus at a time, whether it's fat loss or muscle gain. Now, before we get into that, I'd like to teach you all about something that you already know, something you learned in school, but I never really put into practice. Remember that time when your teacher told you to journal and write down your goals, aspirations, and thoughts on paper? Remember rolling your eyes just because it was sheer torture? Turns out your teacher was 100% right at the time. I bet your teacher didn't even journal themselves. As easy as it sounds, for some, it can be really difficult to compose thoughts on paper. I can argue as I'm writing the script for the comfort zone. In a way, I'm journaling because I'm expressing thoughts based upon what I want my audience to gain from this specific episode. So what do I want you to gain or learn in this instance? I want to accept the fact that when you write your goals down on paper, you make them concrete and you place them in the universe. Let me say this another way. Your goals are no longer an afterthought in the back of your head. You have voiced your goals on paper and acknowledge them. Congrats, this is the first step. No matter how unattainable you think they are, you have voiced them to the world. And if you don't know how the universe works, let me tell you. The universe will grant you whatever you wish to obtain. I'm not talking about Will Smith emerging from a lamp as a genie, but I think you get the point. The only obstacle you face now is how to attain and reach those specific goals that you wish to become a reality. So what are your goals? Do you want to be quicker and faster? Or do you want to be able to lift couches and heavy furniture at ease? Don't like what you see in the mirror? Or do you just want to look better in your shirts? Maybe you just want to be able to get up and down the stairs without getting out of breath and be able to sit on the floor and play Lego with your kids without having to worry about not getting up. For some, it's simple. And for some, far more complex. But no matter the goal, the origin always starts in the same place writing it down. So how can I teach you how to avoid the I can't do it or I won't do it attitude all the way to the I did it state? It all begins with an understanding of the five changes of change, the stages of change, sorry, that an individual goes through when they want to make a major change in their life and or achieve a specific goal. 
and this model was developed by Dr. James Prochaska and Dr. Carlo Di Clemente in the 1970s. They actually created this model in order to help smokers who were desperately trying to quit when cold turkey wasn't working. The model they developed was proven so successful that people all over the world started using it, especially in the fitness and the wellness space. It actually helped tons of people achieve their goals, whether it was a physical goal, mental, nutrition, or even weight loss. From beginners to bodybuilders, this model has proven time and time again to help an individual carve out their goals and make them a reality. The stages of change also are known as the trans-theoretical model of behavior of change, which refers to the following stages in this specific order. Number one, pre-contemplation. Number two, contemplation. Number three, preparation slash determination. Number four, action. And number five, the hardest stage, maintenance. Because this is a comfort zone, I'm going to explain and show you how and why to apply this towards your fitness goals of build of fat or losing muscle. So firstly, in the pre-contemplation stage, you don't want to change. You might be in a state of denial or you've given up because you were blindly frustrated following fad diets, restricting your calories, and trying to lift weights by following random YouTube or Instagram videos, thinking that was going to work. Let me ask you this. How can you restrict your body of calories and expect it to respond by gaining muscle at the same time? You're sending the wrong message to your body and you're messing up your metabolism at the same time. This will leave you disgruntled and disappointed because you're probably thinking that you're doing all the right things. The no pain, no gain approach couldn't be further from the truth. But I do want to tell you something. It's not your fault. And you've just been misguided this whole entire time. Secondly, in the contemplation stage, you're lost. You don't know where to start. You want to make a change, but you don't know which direction to go in. You might experience feelings of excitement one day and then disappointment the next because you don't know where to start or who to talk to. The good thing is that you decided to at least plant that seed and write that goal down on paper. Figuring it out comes next. And as I mentioned earlier, in terms of setting goals, you need to pick one. One chicken to chase and catch. If you attempt to catch two, you will go home with none. It's that simple. So which will it be? Fat loss or muscle gain? This question sets up us perfectly for stage three. Welcome to stage three. It's hard to imagine now, but guess what? You're more than halfway there already. Most people don't even get to this stage because their attitude and because they think it's cheesy or corny to write their goals down. This could not be further from the truth. You are now in the preparation slash determination stage. You are now determined to make a change and have now set your mind to find the best information you can. You can seek advice from the best. Can I put my name here? And move yourself that closer to your goal. But just know that during this stage, for all those who hate asking for help and or advice, this is probably going to be the hardest step to take. Because naturally, some of us are not inclined to ask others for help and have a hard time either trusting someone else or feel ashamed that they couldn't figure it out on their own. But remember that it takes a village to raise a child. So in other words, the people around us in our environment and in our communities are meant to help us. It's in people's nature to help others. So have you made your decision? Let me help you with that. 
for most of you listening, the answer is probably going to lean towards the fat loss because the majority of people are always looking for to lose a few pounds here and there. Couple that with this current pandemic and you have more of a reason to lose fat right now because of inactivity. Now, when I say inactivity, I don't mean running on a treadmill and doing workouts at six in the morning. What I'm referring to is what you do when you don't work out. This can be referred to as NEAT, which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So simply put, these are the kinds of calories that you're going to burn when you're walking to work or going to school, going up and down the stairs, uh, taking the garbage out or walking your dog. So in nutshell, in a nutshell, if you're a person who has or had a gym membership and now you're lifting your couch in front of your open blinds and your neighbors are staring at you thinking that you're crazy, it might be a good time to lose fat and make that a priority for now. And I say this because these people have most likely built a pretty good foundation of strength and aesthetics and just look a little bit soft in the mirror. Now, if this is you, you probably have a decent amount of muscle already on your frame and losing a bit of fat will actually make you look more muscular. So how do we achieve this? It's very simple. You will be directed to go into what is called a calorie deficit. So in other words, you're going to start consuming less calories than it takes for you to stay at the same weight as you are now. So for a lot of people losing that extra 10 to 15 pounds will not only look, but more importantly, feel amazing. You will experience less joint pain, be quicker on your feet, and you'll be able to impress everyone how flexible you are. Now being in this state is what I call the sweet spot. It's probably the weight where your body likes to be all the time. This and also the fact that coupled with great nutrition, your doctor will also be happy because your blood markers will be far from any types of chronic diseases and any other inflammation. In addition, the more lighter you are, the less prone you are to injury as well. Think about it. If your nutrition is dialed in and you suddenly happen to get injured in the gym or on the field, which happens, your body is in a great position to recover without too much weight gain. So in these types of people, I like to always put them on a calorie deficit for a while before I switch over to a muscle gaining phase, because I know that they will love the way they look after they lose the initial body fat. This is why I also prefer my students and clients to start burning fat because if it's your first time losing weight, the correct way, it will feel effortlessly. Now, the only problem is convincing them to stop before their metabolism goes down. This is the mistake I made in not listening to my body. I kept delaying, delaying, and then just kept delaying some more. And this is the problem. It's something that happens all the time. And sometimes we don't even listen to our own advice. So as a person who's been inside and outside the gym, this is something that is difficult because you know what to do when you're giving other people advice, but then for some reason, when it comes to yourself, what happens? You don't follow your own advice and you end up basically falling off the track. And this is why I also prefer my students to start burning fat as well, because if it's your first time losing weight, the correct way, 
it will feel effortlessly. I kept delaying the muscle process because I was so happy the way I looked and I didn't want to change. And this was the reason why I couldn't stop. So what actually ended up happening was I ended up extending my fat loss so long that it stopped working and it didn't work anymore. This was super deflating and I promised I would listen to my body and myself next time. Now, before we move on to the next stage, we do have to address the next camp of people. And you could toss me into this group because following your own advice, again, is much more difficult. So are you always trying to lose fat? No matter the time of year, spring, summer, fall, winter, it seems as though you're always trying to get ready for the beach that you're never going to go to anytime soon. If this is you, and it was me, you had some amazing results at first, but now your fat loss has just come to a screeching halt. You're confused, disappointed, and wonder why you tried to lose weight in the first place. The short answer is this. You have royally messed up your metabolism. Now, people around you think that you're in amazing shape and you might be a little soft in certain areas of your body, but not a single person notices, not even yourself when you wear plain clothes, that you just gained a little bit of weight. You're doing cardio, you're doing weights, you're walking everywhere. You just don't get it. And guess what? Neither does your body, unfortunately. If you're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink into losing weight, your body is going to hit the brakes because it thinks that you're starving it. You will not only not lose body fat. In fact, you might actually start gaining fat because you can't possibly sustain a calorie deficit for half a year and not expect your body and your metabolism to lower. And if you're also noticing that you're not the most friendliest person to be around anymore, this is also a side effect. Not to also mention that your lifts and power are going to suffer as well because you're asking your body to do too much. How can you expect to curl a heavier dumbbell when your body is trying to save energy for your crazy intense cardio sessions or boot camp? This is not a good place to be. I know because I was there after I had so much success with weight loss and building muscle. Now, if this sounds like you, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pick up the phone and I want you to order a pizza fast. It's time to eat. All joking aside, what I meant to say is that it's time to build muscle. It's time to take your metabolism and reset it by revamping it. By consuming more calories and doing less cardio and concentrating on giving your muscles the fuel and nutrition it needs to build muscle. Now, this will also inadvertently help to burn some body fat in the process because the more muscle you have, the more fat it will burn naturally. So simply put, lift weights and resistance train a few times a week without cardio for a short while. Cardio can always be added in after in a controlled and strategic manner where you don't even notice it. That, my friends, is the sweet spot. So once you pick a goal, and one should be abundantly clear by now, it's time to transform that goal that you have on paper into a reality. It's number four, the action stage. Here, you're committed. Here, you're determined. Here's where you actually start the doing. And like anything, the action stage feels good. No one can knock you down. 
You will even skip Friday night with your friends to reach your goals. This is amazing. Nothing can stop you. I'm all the way up. But, and there is a but, no matter if you choose fat loss or muscle gain, the first few weeks will be when your body responds the best. If you're a beginner to resistance training and fat loss, even better, your body is always the most shocked and will always respond the best when it's your first time. The scale will go down. You'll notice improvements in the mirror. You will feel tight. More importantly, and my favorite, is that you will feel healthier and your performance will go up. Now, what do I mean by performance? Well, whether your goal is to lose weight or build muscle, you're going to become stronger and faster. And this will help with more important things than looking good in the mirror. Functional, everyday power and strength. So through experience, when you create a performance goal, in addition to your main goal, because it does happen inadvertently without you even knowing, you will be positively distracted. So for example, let's say that your goal in the meanwhile, as you're getting strong to, I don't know, touch the rim of a basketball net or not to lose your balance when you're performing a lunge or just to have less pain in your knees whenever you squat. When you reach these performance goals, they are concrete proof that things are going in the right direction and will provide you with the motivation to confidently move into the next zone. Because after a few weeks of hard training and or dieting, your body is going to plateau. No matter what kind of program you're following, and it could be the best, once your body becomes accustomed to the new stimulus, it will plateau. Meaning it will get stuck and it will not change to your liking anymore. You will not notice changes in the mirror anymore like you once did when you started. And here's where I come in again to make sure that you don't fall off the action stage and back into the preparation stage because it can happen. Remember, I've been there and done that. It's not fun and it will only frustrate you if you don't know what you're doing. But it will question it will also question every calorie and every exercise that you selected in the first place. But rest assured, it's not your fault, but only a natural process that your body grows through because your body does not like change. We have to remember that. So in order to get into stage five, which is the maintenance zone, you need to work smarter and not harder. And this takes experience and knowledge to figure out where to go from here and why so many people fall off the tracks. Why do you think that fad diet still exists today and are some of the number one selling fitness and wellness books that you can find all around the world? Because they do work. Hold up, Ezio. Did you just say that fad diets work? Of course they do. Give the diet a few weeks of your fitness journey and you can reach all the way up until stage five. But good luck staying there. Congratulations, you got to the stage using the keto diet and eating nothing but meat. You're training like an animal, nothing can stop you, except for your body that is. Because once you're here in the maintenance stage, your body will try to speak to you. It will tell you nicely to please stop this crazy diet or else it's gonna punish you. So what do you do? You ignore and as tired as you are, you muster up every last drop of motivation to work out. You're tired. And now you're thinking to yourself, how can I lift this weight over and over again? The seed of doubt, the lift and the injury, neck, shoulder, wrist, etc. You name it. On the other hand, 
you avoided your best friends now for three Friday nights in a row. You are now called Mr. or Mrs. Antisocial, and everyone is calling you the cardio bunny. If, and if you look at another garden salad, you're going to have a mental breakdown. But worst of all, when you look in the mirror, you are going to look the same, or maybe even a little worse than before. So you decide to take a break, let loose. You call your friends, order a pizza, and watch Netflix. And instead of having your couple of slices, you indulge and you have maybe five or six slices followed by chips and dessert and maybe some pop. You wake up the next morning feeling bloated, gassy, and slightly depressed when you look in the mirror. But what happened? Well, you gave up. You now entered the relapse stage, a very common place to be. Listen. No one is perfect, and I'll admit that I've been there more times than I would like to admit because it's part of making a change, part of achieving a goal, seeing what works for you and what doesn't. Not a cookie-cutter Insta story on, a, on COVID at home, diet and workout videos. It's important that you have the right support and the mentality to get out of this funk, and it's very common to go in and out of relapse. Just ask anyone who's tried to quit smoking. For some, it happens on the first attempt, and for others, it can take a very long time. It's also important to be kind to yourself and encourage yourself to get it back up and try again without getting too rocky Balboa-ish on you. That's how winning is done. So what can you do if you can't get back up right away? Take a break and reassess. See what worked and what didn't. Review your goals and see how far you've come and how close you are to achieving them. Be proud of yourself and try again. You might fall to stage three or four, but you will be in a better place mentally because it means adjusting and tweaking things that didn't work out the first time. Process of elimination is key, and now you're that much closer than you were before. In a future podcast, I will be interviewing a very special guest who has been through more fad diets than I can count on my fingers. A person who has spent money, ordered products, taken supplements, and went through these diets, and some in which I have no idea of what they even are. But from my guest's experience, these diets do achieve short-term success, just like they all do, and provide excellent and quick results. But that doesn't come without a price. Your hard-earned cash is gone, your body hits a plateau, and worst of all, you end up gaining back your weight that you lost and more in the process. Can't wait for that episode. That's coming soon. So the question is this, how do I stay in the maintenance zone and keep making gains? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's a few things you can do depending on your goals. If you're chasing fat loss, it's important to reboot your metabolism by spending some time, and it could be a couple weeks, eating at maintenance calories, which is how many calories to consume a day at your current weight, or eating in a slight calorie surplus, which is eating more calories above maintaining your new weight. So at first glance, this will sound counterintuitive because now I'm asking you to eat more food at the weight that you're stuck at. How does that make sense? How will eating more food lead to more fat loss? Hold on a sec. I'm going to explain. 
Your new caloric intake for the day will provide a surge of energy to your muscles and body that have been telling you that it needs more food to start up that engine again. So in other words, your body now has the fuel it needs to provide you with increased energy, which will make you move and also make you stronger in the gym. Better workouts equals more calories burned, which also equals, guess what? You got it, more fat loss. After eating like this for a short while, if your goal is to still lose fat, then you can go back to a calorie deficit again for a few weeks. So to conclude, what you're really doing is giving your body a much needed break or a little mini vacation from working so hard because your body deserves it. So what about muscle gain? You've been killing it in the gym, making gains, building muscle and looking good. You're happy, but you start to notice that the scale is starting to go up. If this is the case, we just go the other way for a short while. We go from a, a calorie surplus to a calorie deficit, meaning you will start to consume less calories because your body is not responding to the extra calories and is starting to store them as body fat. And an excellent sign to look out for is if you start to notice that it becomes harder to eat all the calories that you need to. You're not really hungry anymore. You're not reaching your target calories for the day. This is a perfect time to switch things up. Spend some time here. And then if you wish to stay in the muscle building zone, then you may raise your calories back once again. And the same goes for fat loss. If you notice that you're always hungry and you're going over your calories, this is also a good thing. It's an excellent sign to increase your food intake because your body is talking to you and asking for more nutrition to help you with your new fitness program. If this strategy is implemented correctly, it will give you long lasting results and it will make you make it feel effortless to stay in the maintenance stage. And that is where you want to be. Why? Because you're not following a fad diet. You're not restricting your favorite foods. And now, you have a plan and you are not burning yourself out in the gym every day. It's not how you start the race guys, but it's how you finish it and listen to your body. If you do, it will take care of you until next time. Thank you, friends, for staying in the zone. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you pass the good word on to your friends and family. Better yet, download the Anchor app, search for the Comfort Zone Podcast, and press the message button and drop me a comment or even a voicemail. I would love to read and answer your wellness questions on the show. You can hear the Comfort Zone on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any other platform you use to tune in. Remember, you can allow yourself to make big changes if you reach outside of your safe place. So let the comfort zone give you that little extra push that you need. As always, stay authentic, stay humble, and stay awesome. See you next time.